What's good out there, Liquid Trucking? Welcome into episode 15 of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. Very happy to have you here. And I just want to, right off the top here, uh, send out a huge thanks to everyone that has been downloading this podcast. We have seen some numbers that we never expected out of uh, the Liquid Trucking Podcast. And it's not to say that we can't be even bigger than what we already are. So if you're out there clicking download, if you've clicked subscribe, uh, maybe you're hitting up liquidtrucking.com and listening to the episodes there. You've got it on your Spotify or your Apple uh, podcast app. All of it helps us. And uh, if you are so gracious and would do this for us, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. We've got real drivers out there listening, telling other drivers, hey, this is a legit podcast. You should check it out. Uh, that type of thing would just warm my heart and help us to produce even better episodes for you going into the future. So again, to everyone out there that supported this podcast in its first 15 episodes, thank you. You are all the reason that we do exactly what we do here. Uh, and thank you to my team as well. I know I say this from time to time and you guys might think I'm getting a little bit mushy here, but I have a team of professionals around me that helps me produce this podcast and there is no way that I would be able to do it without them. So Thank you to all the listeners and thank you to the team. This podcast has been so much fun in only 15 episodes and uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds because we're here to stay. So expect a lot more greatness out of the liquid trucking podcast. Now that we've got that out of the way, what's going on on this episode? Well, we're going to talk about staying fit on the road. Uh, some of you drivers are out there OTR for a long time. Some of you are just out for a week at a time or maybe a few days, but they all experience the exact same hardships with trying to stay healthy, trying to eat healthy, trying to get a little bit of activity in. So you're moving the body a little bit. You know, that DOT card is a real important piece of this job. And if you don't pass your physical, they're not going to let you drive. And we all know that. We all understand that. So let's talk about how to stay healthy and how to pass that physical and not worry about it as much. And I've got some great guests on the podcast today. We're going to talk to uh, Eric Washkoon and Dr. Nutter from Integrated Care. Some of you might recognize that name, Integrated Care. Those guys uh, help you out with getting those DOT physicals. Uh, Dr. Nutter is, is a fantastic doctor. And I'll tell you right now, I saw him on camera before we recorded the interview the guy is absolutely chiseled out of stone. Listen to him because he has this Adonis body. I mean, it looked like that uh, that polo shirt that he was wearing was just painted on. And I mean, uh, you want to listen to a guy like that that's able to keep himself in such good shape. He will help you stay in shape as well. And we're going to talk to him a little bit later. I've also got Dr. Mark Manera from Off Shift. And Off Shift helps drivers prevent disease, okay? Uh, they work directly with you to help prevent things like diabetes and heart disease and hypertension. All of these things that are preventable and even more so, they might even be reversible. We're gonna talk to Dr. Mark Manera about that coming up a little bit later on here in the episode as well. And I've also got liquid driver Alex Shevchuk coming back on the podcast to share yet another one of his fantastic healthy recipes that will keep you eating for an entire week on a budget. And uh, I also think that Alex has some very special news to share with us, but I don't want to spoil that. 
So let's just kill all the intro stuff here. Let's get on because we've got so much good content in this episode. I can't wait for you all to hear it. Welcome to the gold standard of podcasts for the gold standard of drivers. This is the Liquid Trucking Podcast with your host, Marcus Bridges. Very excited about our next segment here on the Liquid Trucking Podcast. I've got three people with me, which is one more than normal, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, I've got Jason Eisenman here, of course, uh, VP of HR and Safety over at Liquid Trucking. How you doing, Jason? Good. Thanks, Marcus. No problem. And also joining us here today from Integrated Care LLC in Omaha, I've got uh, Eric Washkoon. Eric, thank you for being here. Marcus, thanks for having me. And I've also got Dr. Nutter from Integrated Care as well. Doctor, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. If you want to check out uh, everything that Integrated Care's got to offer, you can hit up their website over at integratedcarellc.com. But since I've got uh, the guys right here that can tell us all about it, let's just start there. Eric, talk to me about Integrated Care. What do you guys offer? All right. I'd love to. Thanks for uh, thanks again for having us. So Integrated Care, we were talking before the podcast, uh, been around, this is our 11th year. Uh, we started out the company uh, 11 years ago thinking that we were going to offer uh, physical therapy and chiropractic integrated into the same treatment plan. And that is still sort of true today, but it's certainly evolved and pivoted. And the business plan has sort of evolved into helping um, employers with their employees keep their uh, employees safe and healthy. And uh, part of that is um, providing pre-employment, post-accident, random reasonable suspicion, testing, drug testing, physical exams, which include DOT physical exams. So we have great relationships with trucking companies like Liquid Trucking. And uh, we've enjoyed working with uh, Jason and Liquid Trucking for, I'd say, probably 11 years now. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And, maybe, and well, Jason. Yeah, for nine years, maybe nine years. Yeah. Either way, has still <laughs> 11 or nine years. I say six, one, half a dozen, the other. That's a great long-term working relationship. And and Jason, can you speak to uh, the relationship that Liquid Trucking has with uh, Integrated Care? So just a quick story, you know, if you're a driver of, the, of Liquid now and you've been hired recently and went through Integrated Care, it, and then some of our older drivers that never did, you know, if you were hired on 13, 14 years ago, the story then you would have went to multiple spots. So during orientation, you go to one spot for your DOT physical, you'd go to another location for your, uh, your physical capacity profile, or it's a physical exam and you, you'd go somewhere else for a drug test. And, and uh, Eric, and I'm not sure how Eric and I got connected, but what was great about uh, integrated was their willingness to combine all the services and kind of mold their business plan and, and bring all of these different things into one clinic. So our employees that are hired today can go to one clinic, kind of a one-stop shop for that onboarding process. And then like Eric said, you know, for continued DOT compliance, you got the, the, the random drug testing, the reasonable suspicion drug testing, any like post uh, accident analysis and then injury, you know, if we have someone that gets hurt, they can also go there to a certain degree, right? You know, if it's bad enough, they still have to go get uh, a greater level of care. But that's kind of a you know brief snippet on on uh, how things evolved with us over time. That's great. Now I, I want to turn to you here, Doctor Nutter, because I kind of want to talk about DOT tests uh, or DOT physical exams right now. 
on on average, would you say most drivers pass their DOT physical exams? Would you say some? Uh, what what's what is your I guess your pass fail rate look like for uh, drivers at large? Mine has honestly been pretty good. The companies that we primarily work with, a lot of those drivers are pretty healthy. I have uh, I have a couple companies where they give me a couple of them that are uh, that are a little harder to work with. On average, like, I mean, I'm not trying to fail anybody. It's not my goal to fail anybody, but at the same time, I'm still trying to make sure the drivers are safe on the road. So I've had a number of times where I've given shorter term med cards for whatever health reasons, but for the most part, a lot of the drivers I see are compliant with the stuff that they're supposed to be doing, taking their medications, doing their follow-ups and everything. So the majority of my drivers end up passing and I feel like I try, I feel like I do a pretty decent job at at least explaining to them why I'm giving them the card that I do, what the, or as well as giving them some tips to you know be able to help out, to be able to further enhance our compliance, be able to help one keep themselves safe and kill, and then on, on top of that keep everybody else safe. Since you know driving a big truck like that can be a very big hazard if you allow it to be. Absolutely, and and it can also the job itself can be a bit of a hazard to your health as you know you're sitting down for a long time. And I know that some drivers struggle with trying to stay healthy, eat healthy, get enough exercise while they're out there on the road. Um, would you say that that exercise point or the eating healthy point, either one of those are two of the major concerns when it comes to drivers being able to stay healthy while they're out there on the road, doctor? Um, is there a better way to say absolutely yes? <laughs> Not uh, on this podcast. <laughs> that's that's, on, that's honestly one of the biggest things being, but, that, but that's already, that's not a problem with truckers in general. That's just a problem with the general population. And truckers, or truckers can uh, end up getting the blunt of that because especially anybody that's driving over the road, when you're on the road for however many hours in a day, driving across country, driving across state, your food options are very limited. Your activity options are pretty limited sometimes, especially if you're on a time crunch there, which I completely understand that. Unfortunately, I have had a couple drivers that have shown me some of the uh, routines that they developed and some of their eating habits that they've developed on the road. So I've had plenty of them show me that it's possible. It just takes a lot more time and a lot more effort to do it. But when, for the sake of convenience, a lot of people take the take the other route because it is convenient. It is more you know affordable, at least at the time. Um, yeah, but that definitely would, I would definitely say that exercise and diet are one of the biggest things that truckers can kind of fall into just because those two stem into so many of the health issues that we see in drivers or that we see in the general population as it is. What's the health tip that you find yourself repeating the most often? Get active and drink water. Gosh, I okay, can I go? I'm just going to record that and that's going to be my new ringtone uh, because <laughs> I, I, I definitely need uh, the motivation for that. It's hard. I mean, some days I'll look down, it'll be four o'clock, I'll be up here in the studio working and I haven't had more than maybe a sip of water all day long. And I don't work nearly as involved of a job as what these drivers do. So I understand how tough it is, but um, I love to hear you echo that because it is also, it's tough, but it's also very simple when you think about it. If you can just keep that in the forefront of your mind, man, a, a couple laps around the truck and a nice fat glass of water every now and then really helps. Yeah, because one of the big tips that I try and give a lot of drivers, especially if they're working over the road, is that like whenever they come to a stop or anything like that, I'll have a handful of them tell me that, yeah, we park in the back of the parking lot, so we're getting extra steps. And I'll just try to make sure and tell them, like, if you want to add something else that's going to be able to help 
be able to absolutely help you in a great way is just take a dedicated, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whether it's taking laps around the truck, walking around the parking lot, just that dedicated 15 to 20 minutes, not including your time it takes to, you know, go into the rest stop or go into the store or anything like that. Just taking that dedicated 15 and 20 minutes and just simply walking because even doing that three to five times a week can make some pretty drastic changes over time. I mean, with, I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, health in general, everybody wants to try and have that quick fix, to make it feel better. But the reality is whether like whether you're a trucker on the road, whether you're just part of the general population, just those slow, steady changes, give those consistent changes over time. And that's how you're going to see the best results over time as well. One push up today, two push ups tomorrow, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Just, so keep just building. starting somewhere and building from there. Got it. Got it. There's an employer side of that, you know, and, and Dr. Nutter, you might agree or disagree, but, you know, blood pressure seems to be like the number one question thing on our side when our drivers need to get a renewal there. It's kind of like a, they call it white coat fever or, you know, they're, they come into the office, they're like, my DOT physicals do, and boy, I'm worried about passing, you know, I've got this going on and that going on and, and you know, some of the tips we're giving them are make sure you're not drinking a bunch of caffeine. Make sure you're drinking lots of extra water. Try to watch what you eat. Um, and and then, you know, don't go in there and just stress yourself out over it. Uh, we ask them, do you have blood pressure medication? Are you taking it? You know, we're trying to do our best to coach them up and get them to think about all the little things because they're really, you know, worried about it. It's a big appointment for some guys and not, you know, and, and for some it's not, but uh, it's a question we get a lot on our side. Absolutely agree with that. I have a lot of drivers that I have a handful of them that typically they don't have problems. Like I remember one driver in particular, uh, he would always, you know, keep track of his blood pressure when he was at home. He was showing me some of the readings because he had one of those electronic ones that he used at home. And his readings were good consistently, like well, like pretty well within normal range. But then whenever I took his blood pressure, it was just skyrocketed. And he even said, right, like you can tell, you know, in his demeanor that he was nervous, he was anxious. And it's just, you know, a lot of those guys will psych themselves out. So like even me, like I can't, like I hate wearing a white coat. If Eric would tell me to wear a white coat to work, I, <laughs> I'd tell him to choose otherwise. <laughs> And I like I feel like I'm pretty personal when I try and talk to some of the drivers because I understand absolutely that you know just having it like having a gentle and welcoming presence can do it can do wonders for help be able to calm some of those guys down when they're already psyching themselves out anyways. And there's no need for me to do anything to exacerbate that to make that worse because then that just makes it it makes it worse for them and it looks bad on me as well if I'm trying to you know egg that on. I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to fail drivers. I want these guys to pass, but I want to make sure that if they're passing, they're also make, they're also good to be passed. They should be passing. Sure. No, it's it's funny that you guys bring that up because I had a, a minorly traumatic experience at the orthodontist when I was like 14 years old, and my blood pressure will be routinely 20 points, 10 points elevated on both ends uh, whenever I go to a doctor's office or a dentist or anything like that. And it's not, I don't, think about it. It's not something that I'm constantly worried about dreading. Oh, I have to go. It's once I get there that that traumatic experience kind of creeps up in the back of my mind. And even though it affected me not at all for the rest of my life, it didn't do any lasting damage. That's the one thing that I've got is a lot of anxiety when I sit down at a doctor's office. And 
Um, that makes me feel better. And, and I hope it makes a lot of the drivers listening that might struggle with the same thing feel better because I wasn't aware that it was that common. I thought I was a, a, a giant outlier in that. Yeah, we, we call that white coat syndrome and it is very common. And, um, it makes sense though, if you think about it, it, it's these guys' livelihoods. I mean, if, if your, if your job was on the line, your blood pressure would probably be a little elevated as well, especially some of these guys, you know, they've done it their whole life. Five, 10, 20 years. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to stake in. So I would say, uh, Doc, you can back me up on this. But uh, blood pressure, probably number one. Diabetes, probably number two. Uh, Anxiety is probably number three. But uh, yeah, and a lot of that all goes back to, or could be controlled with, you know, diet and exercise. For sure. Help. Eric, how do uh, trucking companies differ from some of your other clients? Uh, I know that you're not only working with trucking companies over yeah. at Integrated Care. So what kind of differences do you see? Well, yeah, we we help a lot of different industries. Trucking is probably number one or number two, uh, but we also work in the construction area, manufacturing. We, were in, we have two locations in Omaha and the one in South Omaha, we help some with some meatpacking plants. So that's interesting. So you have some some unique injuries associated with that. And then probably the last one is healthcare uh, sector, you know, nursing and uh, techs and stuff like that. So yeah, there's definitely trends and uh, similarities in the different industries, but drivers, I would say, how would, how would they be different than say the construction guys or the manufacturing? Um, I would say that they are uh, typically a seasoned driver is well aware of what their requirements are. So. If a guy is coming in for his annual or biannual uh, DOT exam renewal, he probably already knows what his health issues are. He already knows that he might have some pre-existing things. Um, and just let, and let me talk about that a little bit more. A healthy driver gets two-year card. You know, you have no, nothing going on. But uh, if there are some outlying health concerns, then it drops to maybe a year. So you, you have a guy that comes in every year and let's just say it's typically high blood pressure, diabetes, maybe some medications that they have to take. And sleep apnea, you might wanna put that in there too. Maybe that's fourth. Is that right? Yeah, yep. uh, and that's pain. But um, but again, can be controlled with you know diet and exercise typically. But so I would say on, I'd say that drivers kind of come in, they know the routine uh, most of the time, they know what's gonna happen. If every once in a while we might surprise them if their if their uh, health issues have uh, let's say changed maybe gotten worse there are scenarios where sometimes we'll give them what's called a three month card and that's where that's where Doctor Nutter will say something like uh, I need you to go to your doctor I need you to get some more documentation I need you to go get some you know some further testing I need you to bring back a release and then that that gets that that can uh, that actually can uh, be kind of an adventure, but um, I'd say that's the biggest difference in in the trucking industry versus um, just somebody coming in from manufacturing for a pre-employment physical exam or something like that. That's great stuff. I appreciate it. Now, uh, sometimes I I wonder, you know, with with the general health of of the American population, I don't even want to concentrate on drivers here, but. Just our, our American diet, the things that are constantly rubbed in our faces, you know, high sugar sodas, everything like that. We already talked about the one thing, Dr. Nutter, or the, I guess, two things that you would say, hey, diet and exercise, like get active, watch what you eat. Uh, 
my one question here is about sleep, though. How? Yeah. Because you mentioned sleep apnea, and I know a bunch of people that have struggled with sleep apnea in my life. And um, I mean, I I heard a doctor one time tell my dad who suffers from sleep apnea that a normal person's oxygen level is here. And for those of you that aren't seeing this on video, he had his hand kind of up by his forehead. He said a dead person's is down here and he had to put his hand down by his chin. And he said, you, Marcus's dad, your oxygen level is just right above that dead person when you're asleep. Uh, sleep apnea is is rampant out there. What does getting enough sleep do for your health overall, Dr. Nutter? Just give me a 30,000 foot view of this here. Uh, if you want a 30,000 foot view is what doesn't it do for you? I like that. that Perfect. Because I, I have a pretty big health and fitness background. I do like I do competitive powerlifting, as we said before. I'm a chiropractor as well. Uh, so I have a fairly good understanding of the health and fitness. And even in that realm, they talk about the importance of sleep, getting, you know, like everybody always says you need to get eight hours of sleep. But even if you're getting a good, consistent six, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep, the wonders that it does for you are just astronomical. When it helps with, like it just help, it's able to help with your digestion of everything. Um, let your body actually be able to recover. So that way, when you wake up, you're able to be more focused. You're able to be more alert, actually able to be awake, not having a significant dependence on caffeine, having to ingest almost a gram of caffeine a day. You couldn't go on enough about the benefits of actually getting quality, sufficient sleep. And the people that are what you run into with these people that have sleep apnea is that they may be getting that, you know, six to eight hours of sleep, but the amount of sleep that they're getting is not a quality amount of sleep. They're not falling into that deep sleep that they need to be able to get into in order to be able to let all those processes happen, to be able to recover better, be able to get sufficient rest while they're doing that. And I remember I had one driver telling me the story, I remember, because it's the best way that I can kind of explain it. This driver was telling me he doesn't fall, like he can't stay asleep because he has to keep waking up to go to the bathroom. Essentially, I had to, like, I had to have a good conversation with this guy and say, like, brother, the reason though you happen to get up every hour to go to the bathroom is because you're not falling into a deep enough sleep because you can't breathe. Keep in mind, I'm listening to this guy talk and he sounded like he was just congested as could be normally. That was his normal speech. Neck about 19 inches around, big, a big boy, of course. And he's trying to tell me that he can't say it, like he denying that he has sleep apnea when you can just look at him and listen to him for five seconds and tell that he does. And just denying it, denying it. And I told him like the reason that you're not that you're waking up so frequently to go to the bathroom is because you're not falling into a deep enough sleep. Because when you fall into that deep enough sleep, like though, like those systems are basically on standby. Like the only reason you're getting up to have to go to the bathroom if you're in a deep enough sleep is if it's very, very urgent. Like you have to make moves very quick, otherwise you're gonna be having an accident. So the fact that you're waking up this frequently tells me that you're not sleeping sufficiently enough, most likely because you can't breathe because of the obstructive sleep apnea that you have. Lo and behold, you went and got a test, very severe obstructive sleep apnea through on a CPAP very quickly. Oh, those machines are amazing. They turn people's lives around almost instantly. I, I, I actually have a buddy who's only about 40 years old who has had sleep apnea since he was in his mid twenties and he used to be a real grumpy jerk a lot of the time <laughs> until he got that sleep apnea machine. And the only reason he's grumpy and a jerk now is because we make fun of the way he looks when he has it on. But uh, he's in a much better mood and uh, just life changing technology there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the say we're, since we're on the topic of sleep apnea, especially a lot of the truckers when they like when they first get their diagnosis of sleep apnea, it's like that. Apparently, there's a big negative connotation to it. 
So you'll have a lot of them that are very, very stubborn, especially any of the older ones that have kind of let their weight get up there. They're very stubborn about it, say that they hate it, all this other there are all these other things. I mean, Eric can attest to this. He's listened to some of the conversations I've had with drivers. And they just say everything and they hate it. And but the problem is if they keep saying that they hate it and they don't use it, they're not being compliant with it. Because if you have sleep apnea and you're a DOT driver, you're a CDL driver, you have to maintain your compliance with that. And if you do not, then you don't get your med card renewed. So it's either you use your CPAP or you're gonna have to find another job. Right. And like you said, I don't want to fail you. So snorkel up, you know, put that thing on. Yep. <laughs> and I think everybody hates it initially. I think everybody hates it. It feels weird. They're not used to it. It feels like something's breathing for you. But I don't know how maybe it's a month, maybe it's three months, then it's a requirement. And then they love it. Like you said, your friend, he's a different guy. So, you know, we try to be as encouraging as possible and just say, look, give it a, tr you know, give it 30, 90 days, and eventually it will be a requirement and they will feel better. Jason, uh, I, I definitely want to give you a chance here. If you have any questions to crack out at these two before we let them go, uh, we're up against the clock a little bit, but we've still got some time here. So uh, if there's anything else that you want to chat about, floor is yours, my friend. No, I agree 100%. Um, over close to two decades ago, <clears throat> my wife talked me into getting a, a test for sleep apnea. And, you know, it changed my life. So when I talk with drivers, if they come to me and it becomes a discussion, uh, you know, and to add to that, you've talked with Dave Blotzer, our safety director. Mm -hmm. When I when I started working at Liquid Trucking, he was nodding off at his desk. And I said, Dave, you've, uh, you know, you might want to get that checked out. And he, and, and he did. And, and he ended up getting a CPAP probably eight years ago. And he'll be the second person in the office to tell you like, you know, you know, and uh, you, if, if you think it's yours, you know, if it's an, if, if it's a problem of yours, it's life changing. And, and he, uh, Dave's not overweight. Dave was a good shape football player, but it was a, it was a problem for him and it changed his life. So, you know, if you're a driver listening today, whether you work for Luke trucking or not, there are a lot of options. There are in-home tests. There are mobile machines. The technologies come a long way. Um, yes, it has, like uh, Eric and Dr. Nutter said, there is a definite, huge, like, mountain-sized negative connotation on the topic in the industry. But there's, like, uh, like a lot of things in life, there's no, you know, restart, do-over. You know, life doesn't come with an endless amount of opportunities to start over. So this is an opportunity to stack years on your life because it'll wear your heart out and a whole lot of other things a lot faster when you're not able to breathe. Yeah, well said. I mean, I think all of us that grew up playing video games would love a few more continues at the end of this life, but uh, I don't think they're coming anytime. So, I mean, I don't know. I can ask you, Dr. Nutter. Is that something that we're, we you see know, on the horizon, or is there any advancements? Years we might, but uh, <laughs> as far as right now, no. And, uh, we still gotta, we still gotta live the uh, the YOLO mantra, as the kids say these days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, uh, Dr. Nutter, Eric Washkun from Integrated Care, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been a, a great conversation. We'll definitely get you guys back on here again to talk about this stuff in the future. Once again, you want to check out their website, head on over to integratedcarellc.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
Very excited about our next guest here on the Liquid Trucking Podcast. He's joined us on other podcasts before, but it is his first foray into the world of liquid, uh, for us anyway. And uh, please welcome to the program, Dr. Mark Manera from Off Shift. Doctor, thank you so much for being here today. Marcus, thank you so much for having me. Please call me Mark. Please call me Mark. I appreciate it. But yeah, I always enjoy talking to you and I'm excited to be on the podcast. I set you up for that one because I am familiar uh, with you. The fact that you like to be called Mark instead of Dr. Mark or Dr. Manera. I, you know, I think that's very cool. It's it's very personable to me. And and I, but I have wondered in the past, is there a philosophy behind that? Is there a reason? Does it just make you uncomfortable or is it something you want to kind of ditch the formality and just be a little bit more casual? Why is it that you just like to go by Mark? I don't call you podcaster Marcus, right? Uh, you know, it's it's not my identity. It's just that what I went to school for and and, and part of what I do for a living, right? Uh, so drivers out there aren't called a trucker Dan or whatever it is, right? Maybe on social media or TikTok, but uh, but not in real life. So uh, no, just just Mark is cool with me. All right, that's great. Well, Mark, tell me a little bit about Offshift. What do you got going on with that? Yeah, so Offshift is a chronic disease prevention and management company built for truck drivers. So at the end of the day, we are helping drivers prevent chronic diseases like diabetes, obesity, and heart disease, which unfortunately for this industry is something that is is pretty common. And you know, I don't know if a lot of drivers know this, but actually truck drivers have the highest rates of obesity, diabetes uh, compared to any other occupation in the United States. And you know, I think there's a lot of really, really unique barriers that drivers face being out on the road, especially OTR drivers. But honestly, drivers who are home pretty often uh, face very similar challenges. And honestly, they have to go home after a long day of driving and, and uh, you know, deal with is a really hard word to say, but they have to go and, and have responsibilities of at home kids, spouses, and at home things. So, you know, they have a lot of uh, a lack of time as well. And, you know, potentially have some easier access to healthier options, but a lot of drivers really struggle with that. And we come in and speak their language, understand the lifestyle and provide, you know, a personal concierge health coach that pairs with each driver and they work, you know, honestly for the driver to help them live a healthier, happier life out on the road. That's great. And uh, obviously you've, you've seen some success over your time working with drivers. Um, can you tell me maybe just generally what uh, one of the most effective strategies is for staying fit, staying healthy, preventing those diseases, OTR, uh, that you've seen drivers apply over the years, Mark? I always look at it like the hierarchy of needs. And really when we look at it from from our programming and, and when we work with people uh, at Offshift is there's really three big categories. And when you think about it, the hierarchy of needs, right? It's like one of those things of like, you have to hit the baseline before you can start moving up to like, the more advanced things. And some of the way that I think of it is like, you know, so many people get so caught up in thinking about, you know, this deep scientific, like I got to eat X at X time, only X meal, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I mean, you're, you're trying to write a paragraph before you even know the ABCs. Right. And so many drivers can just focus on these small changes that you do on a consistent basis and literally change their whole life and, and the whole trajectory of their health. And so from the start, we help every single driver, uh, we call it primary care, but help every single driver find a primary care doctor that they love, trust, and see at least once a year for an annual physical, blood work, and preventative screenings. That whole thing started because 50% of truck drivers don't even have a primary care doctor. 
And I wow. can, you know, you can go out, run, you know, laps around your truck. You can eat salads and, and, you know, lean protein and all this other stuff. But if you're not going to the doctor and on a recurring basis, getting, you know, having a conversation with someone who can catch things really early when they're really easy to still treat, you're, you're setting yourself up for some really hard conversations later down the road when, you know, maybe you haven't gone to the doctor in 10, 15 years and, you know, something's feeling a little weird and you're like, okay, I need to go. Versus you getting in the routine of it, you having, you know, years and years of, of blood work data and just other conversations in the relationship built with a doctor to then when something's going wrong or when, you know, something's not feeling right. You know, there's some background history of, you know, I know what normal looks like, you know, both from like the lab results, but also from your, your doctor talking to you and, you know, getting to know you as a person. And it just helps everyone get ahead of things so much quicker and can turn a small thing, you know, from potentially trickling down to, you know, a major medical issue to getting ahead of it and not impacting the ability for you to stay behind the wheel you know, keep a roof over your family's head by earning money and, you know, driving miles every single day, right? The second thing we focus on is medication adherence. So the crazy stat is that 50% of people do not take their medications as prescribed by their wow. doctor, That's which amazing. is crazy. Yeah. It's really confusing because obviously like a lot of times when you go to the doctor, you've got like seven minutes of your doctor doing all of these different screenings. They're talking to you half the time when they're telling you what to do. It's like over their shoulder as they're walking away from you know, outside to the next patient. And, you know, what we help a lot of drivers is close that gap and help them understand, okay, let me like be the translator here of the medical system and help you make sure that you're taking it as your doctor prescribed it. If there's anything weird happening from side effects or other issues, like let's get you back to the doctor so we can get that adjusted or change medication. So that's not the reason why you're having it. And then, you know, the other aspect is 20 to 30% of prescriptions that are given or written to someone by a doctor are never filled at a pharmacy. And so we're wow. helping drivers, you know, find pharmacies wherever they're driving or just help them, you know, nudge them a little bit to say, Hey, did you get that filled? Did you get a refill? So that, you know, that is not the reason why they're not taking their medication on a consistent basis. And, you know, those two layers to me are some of the biggest things that you can do on a daily basis, just to have a baseline feel of feeling good, right? Mm -hmm. You can, like I said, eat healthy, do all these other things. And I, I want you to do that. But at the end of the day, the number one thing that you can do to feel good and decrease the likelihood of you know, a medical condition impacting the safety behind the wheel or causing you to say, I need to go to the emergency room or urgent care today. It's just taking your medication as prescribed. It's going to manage your conditions, especially if you have diabetes or heart disease or, or you know, hypertension, and high blood pressure. And then once you kind of have those two baselines, then we can get into the fun stuff of, you know, nutritional habits and physical activity. And we can dive deeper into that because I think that's where a lot of drivers struggle on how do I actually implement this into my lifestyle when I'm behind the wheel for 11, 12 hours a day, I'm mentally drained. I've only got 10 hours, you know, between I, before I need to get back so I can maximize the amount of miles I'm driving today. And the last thing I want to do is, you know, eat a salad and go for a run after a long day of driving. Uh, all I want to do is veg out and watch Netflix. Right. And so that's that's where that that personal coaching relationship comes in and you know uh, where a lot of the drivers uh, we help spark things that they never thought about 
I think that's so important. Uh, as, as somebody that had a little bit of a traumatic experience in a uh, orthodontist chair when I was younger, I have had, um, I, I've heard it called white coat anxiety or, or white coat fever. I My blood pressure shoots through the roof when I go to a doctor's office. And I've just recently changed uh, primary care doctors and found one that I really like. He's somebody that I can really relate to and talk to and feel like I'm comfortable when I'm sitting there with him. And I, the reason I think that's so important is because a lot of the things that you're doing with Offshift, you know, trying to prevent diabetes and heart disease and these types of diseases, they are preventable. But you've got to be comfortable with the person that you're sitting there talking to and the person that's getting you on uh, figuring out these baselines that you were talking about so you can uh, extend your health journey into the next step, which might, you know, save your life down the road someday when it comes to things like heart disease and, and diabetes. And I, I I really do understand that at a, at a level that some people don't because I have such anxiety when I go into a doctor's office. And if you're out there listening right now and you're like me where you just hate going to the doctor, not because you're worried about what they're going to tell you, but you're worried just because... You know, like I sit down and I, one time I sat down in the dentist chair and they took my blood pressure and they almost sent me to the emergency room. And I had to tell them, listen, I know how this looks right now, but let me tell you what happened. I had a I had a, uh, a form taken of my mouth in that putty that they put in and they make you bite oh. down. And some of it went down my throat and it oh. took five minutes for that stuff to set. And so I was gagging on that thing for five minutes. And it's one of the worst things that I've ever been through. And that was when I was 14, Mark. I'm pushing 40, and I still can't get past that in my head. So it's very understandable that drivers might feel this way, but it's also very important to uh, find somebody that you can actually go in and feel comfortable with if you want to get started on this journey to being fit and and uh, you know getting the best out of the years that we've all got left. You know, the emotional and the uh, mental side of a relationship with, within the medical field is is almost as important as you know having someone who who knows what they're talking about on the medical side of things and is doing the right tests and screenings and all of that. Right? If you don't have a relationship with someone and can relate to them, and you know that might be finding a doctor who's a male or female because you just feel more comfortable with them, or you know finding someone from a cultural or ethnic standpoint that you know, you can relate to better or even a language standpoint. Maybe your English is not your first language and you want to find someone who can speak, you know, your primary language with you. All of those things are a huge contributor to the likelihood of, you know, you go to the doctor the first time, but probably even more so you go into the second, third, fourth time, you know, a couple of years down the road and building that relationship. And the something that you said there around like diabetes, or, you know, hypertension, heart disease, they're preventable, but they're also reversible. And so I know there's a lot of drivers out there listening to this who have these conditions and, you know, you can manage them. You can cut down, you can make changes that over time, it's not going to happen like this. It's not going to be a snap of the finger and you're done for, but you can reverse it and you can, you know, cut down the need, you know, get off of medication or get off of being insulin dependent. Um, a lot of these different things that, you know, when someone has heart disease or diabetes, um, you know, they're really scared about, especially because they're lifelong conditions. And, you know, the scary truth is around is that seven out of every 10 Americans die from a chronic disease, uh, which is really sad. And one of the biggest reasons why, you know, when I talk to drivers, it's like, you know, 
let's get ahead of it if you don't have if you don't have diabetes or, or or heart disease but if you do let's manage it let's not let that get out of control and impact your ability to pass a dot physical or your ability to you know safely drive a truck and you know enjoy your time at home either for sure now, I'm going to level with you a little bit here. Uh, in my last trip to the doctor, had some blood work done. Uh, hypertension was there. Uh, cholesterol was a little high. Um, liver enzymes weren't quite what doctor wanted to see. Um, you know, just some things that I think a lot of people that are pushing 40 like me, uh, especially drivers, people that live or work a sedentary job where they're not moving around a lot, those types of things show up a lot. And, you know, my doctor got me on a, a very light blood pressure medication, which I'm happily taking once a day. But another thing that he recommended to me, which I've heard a lot about and I want to pick your brain about is intermittent fasting. He's got me not eating in a 16 hour window and only eating in a, I think, whatever that math is, eight hour window or, or whatever the case may be there. But Really, uh, to be honest with you, it was a bit of a bitch the first couple of days. Uh, I was not comfortable, but I've since pushed through that. And uh, in the last 10 days, I'm down like six pounds and I feel a lot Amazing. better. I'm, I'm drinking more water uh, in that morning window where I can't eat. I'm just pounding water now. How do you feel about intermittent fasting and what kind of successes have you seen over your work with drivers? Yeah, you know, I, I think that what's the phrase? They're like, there's a, there's a million ways to skin a cat or something like that, right? Something. Like, I think it's an amazing tool. I don't think it's an amazing tool for everyone, but I think mm -hmm. for certain people, it can be a life changer, and it can just it's very simple and it's very easy to understand. And so I'll die. I'll really quickly nerd out on just the science behind it and why you've lost six pounds. Is basically what it is doing is it's cutting down the time uh, in your day. Uh, of how often you eat, right? So instead of going from eating at, from 6 a.m. to to you know 9 p.m., right? However, all day, 15 hours, or however long you're eating throughout the day, now you're only eating for you said a six-hour window, mm -hmm. right? And so the science or the theory behind it is that if you have less time that you're eating throughout the day, you're going to consume less calories and consume less, um, you know, food overall, which is going to help you cut down. Um, you know, cut down in general your weight because your body is still burning the same amount of calories and you're just not consuming as many. So I love it. I think it's a great thing. Uh, personally, for me, I've tried it and it doesn't, my energy levels just suck throughout the day and I just need to eat something. On a, I have to eat more. I, I mean, I eat like three staple meals and maybe a little snack uh, midway through the afternoon. Uh, but that and that works better for me. Um, but I think it's an amazing tool for drivers. And if you haven't tried it and it's something you want to do, um, if you have diabetes, I wouldn't recommend it because it's not great for, you know, you need to uh, have a balanced blood glucose, your glucose levels all day. And so eating things uh, can really help with that. So fasting for an extended period of time is not the, the best approach. I definitely would speak to your doctor, especially if you have a medical condition um, before trying it. But I think it definitely is an amazing tool. I'm super happy that it's working well for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was the toughest part was the energy. I felt like I w had run a marathon for those first few days. And really, uh, I hadn't been doing anything other than just trying to come to work and get my work done. And, you know, you sit there and watch the clock. Uh, that's the other thing you can't do. I actually 
tried I, I made my my taskbars on my computer so that they disappear so that that clock oh, nice. is not always constantly reminding me. Uh, but I, I've I've really I, I've enjoyed just having that challenge and trying to do something that I know is not going to be easy because that's the point behind all of this. Any of these changes that we're going to make are never going to be easy because, hey, you know what's easy? Uh, that half gallon of Tillamook ice cream that I ate at nine o'clock uh, a couple weeks before I went to the doctor and had him tell me not to do that. That was easy. <laughs> well, uh, and, and you know. here's, you know, here's the thing though, like, and I think you brought up a really good point is like, you know, you probably didn't need your doctor to tell you that that the half pint of ice cream was not great for you, right? I think most people out there know what they should be and shouldn't be eating. They should be eating more fruits and vegetables and, and less Twinkies, right? I, I think sometimes it does take like a, a scary lab result or a doctor to be like, hey, you need to try this to push the needle. I think also sometimes you just need, you know, for us, when we were working with a lot of people, a lot of people just need someone in their life who can hold them accountable and giving them actionable advice and, and building out a plan that's specific to them, right? And, you know, I think the other aspect talking about intermittent fasting is, you know, it's working a combination of you cutting down the amount of calories you're eating, but also I'm sure you've also made some changes to your diet. You know, in that six hours, you're not pounding 12 Krispy Kreme donuts and a half pile <laughs> of ice cream, right? You know, you can still <laughs> eat way too much in that six hours and it not really do much for you. So yep. I, I think it's like a, you know, it's definitely a tool. It's it's not the full answer for anyone, um, but it, it definitely can be there and, and, and really help out. Absolutely. Now, I've actually shared uh, a little story that you've shared with me in the past uh, a couple of times. And because it's such a it, it blows me away and, and the incremental steps that you took to kind of help this driver solve his 24 pack of Pepsi a day habit. Um, and I love this story because you said, look, I just want you to do one zero sugar soda in that 24 and then you kind of incrementally work their way up to where he's not taking in nearly that much sugar anymore um fantastic story of success there have you had anything else like that that you can share with me about a driver finding a way and making it happen even though uh things aren't looking up when when you uh first get in touch with them Look, you know, uh, you don't have crazy stories like that every single day. Uh, thank goodness I, I don't. You know, there's there's so many. Uh, I can tell you one story of, of a driver that we've worked with. And it, it's honestly one of, you know, uh, the scarier stories of, of just a 26-year-old driver. She, one year into being an over-the-road driver, went from 230 pounds to 350 pounds and got type 2 diabetes and hypertension. And uh, stage like stage two hypertension. It was like really, really bad. And it was really, really scary. And, you know, 10 pounds a month adds up really quickly. Um, and, you know, it was just a huge lifestyle change from her going, I think she was doing, she was working in like construction and then jumping into o OTR. And she just, um, that was a really tough learning curve for her. And what we did is what we do with every single member of like start small, you know, you're not going to, you know, Rome was not built in a day. Uh, they, they sure as hell were trying to, but they were they were laying bricks every single day, right? And uh, we really started just with one one small thing. And so she had a history of, she liked going to the gym. She used to like, like lifting weights. And so we didn't even touch the diet to start. All we did is started with, let's, you know, get in the habit of doing some physical activity. We were doing some body weight exercises. We sent her a resistance band. She was doing resistance band exercises in the back of her truck um, three days a week for 20 minutes. That's all we did. We started there. 
then all of a sudden this magic happens when someone starts doing something where all these other small changes happen in their life because it just rolls into it. Of, well, I'm doing this exercise. I'm making this change. Do I really want to, you know, grab the large Coke as well? Let me just, I- I'm going to get a medium or I'm going to get a, I'm going to go with a diet Coke to cut down a bunch of sugar that I'm consuming. And, and we just started working on some basic habits. You know, she wasn't eating any fruits and vegetables. We started adding there. We, we started adding some protein in. Protein's one of the biggest things, especially as drivers are getting older, when it talks about quality of life and cutting down, you know, your, you know, so many drivers struggle with, you know, even just fitting up into their cab on, on the steps. And it's because there's this, you know, fancy scientific term called sarcopenia, which basically means as you get older, everyone loses muscle mass. That's why the 90 year old grandma really struggles to get off the toilet, right? Because she doesn't have the strength in her legs to squat up and do it. But, you know, one of the things that you can do and father time can be pushed back is by resistance training, being physically active, doing exercises and eating enough protein. Protein breaks down and builds up your muscle. And it's also an amazing tool for talking about, you know, cutting down the snacking and having to eat throughout the day of protein does this amazing thing that it just keeps you fuller for longer. So if you're eating, you know, a a bag of Doritos versus, you know, a a chicken breast, you're going to stay fuller for longer on the chicken breast than you are the bag of Doritos, because those are just kind of empty calories in a way, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are the small things that we started working on and she's still on her journey. You know, you, that doesn't get reversed overnight, uh, but she's making a lot of headway and we've been really excited about it. And, you know, what we found just in general from any driver, if it's someone who wants to lose 10 pounds or someone who just wants to be able to enjoy their time with their kids or grandkids when they're at home and have more energy is most drivers are surprised at how big of an impact small changes that are done on a consistent basis can have. And mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most underutilized approaches to changing your health because in our society as a whole, all of diet culture, everything you see on social media is make this 180 flip in your whole lifestyle. And you know when you do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up on an unrealistic um, standpoint. And most people, when they get into their thirties, forties, fifties have had 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 different attempts to be healthier. And every time they've set themselves up to fail and it just feels like a failure. And then every time after that, when they're trying to make a change mentally, you have like this larger wall or barrier that you have to crawl over because you're like, what is the point of this? You know, I've failed. I've tried this. Like I've tried everything. Well, you probably haven't tried everything, but I just think so many people need to pump the brakes and start, you know, very small and just do it consistently and consistently might be every day. It might be once a month. It might be once a week. That needs to be defined on your consistency chart, not on, you know, who you see on Facebook or our Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, well said there, uh, Mark, and, and thank you for that. I, I'm up against the clock here a little bit, so I want you to tell me where I can find out more about Offshift and what you guys have got going on over there. Yeah, go to offshift.ai. That's our website. Or if you're on LinkedIn or social media, you can look us up at Offshift or you can look up uh, me on LinkedIn at uh, Dr. Mark Benera. 
And just because you opened the floodgate, I'm going to call you that one more time. Dr. Mark Monera, thank you so much for your time here today. It's always a pleasure having you on, and I look forward to getting back in touch with you in the future. Next up here on the Liquid Trucking Podcast, we've got somebody that's been with us a few times here in the recent past. Liquid driver Alex Shevchuk is on the line right now. Alex, how you doing out there, my friend? Hey, staying warm. Good, good, because I hear it's kind of cold. Where are you at right now? I'm actually end up to be in uh, Creston, Iowa, away from a uh, snowstorm on the East Coast. Oh, good. So you missed the snowstorm. Yep. Good, good. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed that you miss the next one, too. Uh, because it seems like they've always got another one coming around the bend. Um, <laughs> sure. Now, the reason, yep. uh, well, first, before I really get into it, you know, you've been kind enough to share a lot of time with us here over the last few weeks, and uh, we've gotten to know you and your family a little bit and your story. And one of the things we found out about you, Alex, is that you like to cook yourself some really good, really healthy food out there on the road. Um, and I wanted to bring you on, since we're talking about staying fit on the road, and I wanted to maybe have you share some of uh, your tips and tricks or a recipe or two with us while we've got you. So uh, I know you're prepared. You have sent me so many pictures over the last hour or so. And there are I mean, I, my mouth is watering. Alex, talk to me a little bit about what you got cooked up for us here. Well, we got the uh, local store that I uh, support in my community. It's uh, North 11th Street and it's a retired Marine veteran uh works there he's in the meat department and he always welcomed me my family i try to support him as well i know how hard it is these days after uh, covid hit to important to support these uh guys especially small small businesses and there's a small market meat place so i come in and i grab um, about two pounds of uh loin and uh go through the grinder which is my mixer and special attachment to it, and uh, get that thing fresh uh, out of grinder and prepare some onions, uh, chop some uh, bell pepper, whatever you have, and um, start grilling on the on the stove. And that that thing you just uh, meat fresh and um, usually separate in containers. So if you grill a meat and uh, onions and um, Peppers, uh, keep them separately. Then I, in my Instapot, when I'm taking from the truck and cooking home, get one solid cup of, uh, so ingredients would be two cup of water and a little bit of salt and uh, one cup of uh, uh, rice, what I prepare, and cook that separately as well. Then you keep those in containers separately, and I actually grub. Um, it's not very uh, spicy, but it's a sweet, sweet uh, chili sauce that I'm using. Uh, I believe so. I sent you a picture. If you guys like some uh, very spicy stuff, you can put it in chili in there, and that will work as well. But you got to keep the meat, uh, pepper, and onion separately from the rice. Then you grab a tortilla with you, uh, chop some, decide some uh Fresh onion and some cucumbers, if you like, and fresh up with um, fresh uh, green stuff you like, and then just roll them and eat them, or you can just use them as a, you know, I, I call it, it's a bowl taco. Mm -hmm. is, 
a little little bit of squeeze onion and stuff and it working really good in the truck you don't have to go anywhere and uh, it's it's really delicious and simple meal i spend uh 12.95 for a piece of meat and the rice comes from home it's free and uh, that's it and i'm enjoying as i'm as i'm uh taking a lunch and actually end up to be taking a breakfast and a lunch as well so now, uh, with the what'd you say? You got about two pounds of loin that you ground up there, and a little bit of rice. Uh, only spending what you spent—that's amazing to keep it under that kind of budget. How long will what you just described to us normally last you while you're out there on the road, Alex? Uh, full week, so um, I still have uh, half an ingredient, and actually, on top of that, I just you know just make a combination. I'm going to, as we proceed in. Uh, uh, on the healthy meals on the road, I actually experience uh, it's all uh, European style. They do uh, buckwheat, so I create a buckwheat uh, soup. Uh, and I was talking in the last uh, conversation we have. It was a uh, barley beef soup, and then I, I'm switching to buckwheat. It's really healthy, and the beneficial benefits from that is. Um, cholesterol level then it, it, you'll get uh, if you got the uh, sugar issues that 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 thing is really good for your sugar level as well so you can cook some beef uh, again from this two pounds of beef you can just chop and grill a little bit with onions if you like and then just uh, um, throw some vegetables so you got uh, box uh, box soup uh, buckwheat soup really delicious and healthy as well to this uh, taco meal as well so for sure and I, I love yeah. the idea that you're storing everything separately you know one of the things that we should probably touch on a little bit is is food safety um, you know stuff can go bad even if it's in the fridge and storing a bunch of food together you know different foods like rice and beef and vegetables after they've been cooked. Uh, can sometimes uh, go awry on you because those uh, different ingredients will have a tendency to uh, age other ingredients faster. So the idea behind yep. keeping all of those separate is just to make sure that everything stays fresh as long as it does, I assume. Yeah, and then what I did for the tacos as well, I grabbed two kinds of uh, uh, beans as well with uh, uh uh, you can just add a, uh, chili beans or uh, your a kidney or black beans. That's fine. And then um, using this sauce is just creating a bond. It's a really delicious little chili, little spicy. I actually not a spicy guy, but I I picked up uh, chili beans, kidney beans, spicy chili sauce. And I think I didn't send it to you, so I can just send it to you right now, so you can have it on your next episode it's a lot of things it's really cheap like i said it, it will be this time it probably round up instead of spending 45 probably round up i fit it in all uh, 35 or 38 bucks that's it that's great and what are you going to do with your extra 10 bucks i mean you got to, you're going to go out and buy yourself something nice you're going to tuck that away and save it for a rainy day no i usually donate it to uh liquid trucking i got uh committed to uh spend some um, extra up to 25 bucks on the road i usually end up to be buying buying uh, some copies for free or if uh, a little breakdown like hoses and stuff so i don't i don't charge charge uh, liquid trucking so it, it goes 
back to liquid trucking because they been spinning and working hard to provide for my family. Basically, uh, I give something back to the company. Oh, that's amazing, Alex. Not everybody has that same mindset, and uh, you can really tell every time I've talked to you on here how much you appreciate liquid trucking uh, for being a, such a good employer. And you know, you always say that they're working hard to support your family, but I'll I'll go ahead and. Uh, contradict that a little bit and say you're out here working really hard for your family and it's a joy to see uh i i, I get this feeling from you that you like your job you like who you work yes. for and you have fun out there on the road as best you can while still yep. just working hard man and that is one of the things that you know in the future maybe we'll get into uh dig into that mindset a little bit on why it is that you have so much appreciation for liquid trucking it's it's been really sure. cool to listen to for sure yeah, and then recently, just a minute uh, of my uh, time on the air is uh, uh, Elizabeth and uh, my uh, future um, future son, which is you know they just got engaged last night. My uh, company doing everything is possible right now to get me back uh, tonight for the dinner so I can spend with my kids. And this is a great moment for my life. My daughter get married. She just got engaged secretly last night. So I'm, I'm going out there tonight to have a dinner with them. So they do everything's possible, and I really appreciate that. Those little things uh, adds up. That's why I committed and dedicated to save a little bit of uh, sources and money if I could for the liquid trucking. That's great, Alex. Well, what a fantastic story! Congratulations on your daughter getting engaged. Thank you. That's a big deal. Uh, I, I bet you were pretty excited when you heard that news yeah. come down the pipe, huh? Oh yeah, sure. And yep. and is there have they set a date yet? Do they know uh, when they're going to uh, have the nuptials, or is that kind of all out in the future? Being it's this early in the game, it's early in the game. So uh, they just got uh, girls uh, together. You know how it goes. Mom was funny because mom was in the bushes trying to take a video because <laughs> they uh, even didn't let her do uh, present. It was so secret, so Elizabeth would not find out. They just took a. Uh, sister's uh, photo and then run into this little uh, Mahoney Park. They create the lights and everything. Surprised her so bad she was uh, jumping on the air and I was I was really happy. So that's great. And you just texted me a couple of pictures uh, yep. of your your beautiful daughter and your future son-in-law. How cool, Alex! I can't tell you how much it means to me that you would come on and share uh, these yep. giant moments in your life here on the Liquid Trucking Podcast. So. Hats off to you, my friend. Uh, this is all Thank just you. been awesome. And uh, I, I I, was honest with you before we came on. We don't have a lot of time for this interview. And it seems like we've only been talking for 30 seconds. And here we've been on for more than 10 minutes already. So I'm going to let sure. you get back to enjoying your break out there so that maybe you can end that break quicker. Get back on the road and get back with your family for a celebratory dinner. Yep. Thank you so much, Marcus. It was a pleasure to always be on the air. No problem. That's liquid driver Alex Shevchuk. If you want to know how to cook some uh, fresh, healthy meals out on the road, this is the guy to get in touch with. We'll talk to you soon, Alex. Thank you, Marcus. See you later. That's going to wrap up episode 15 of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. Big thanks going out to the guys from Integrated Care 
Eric Washkoon and Dr. Nutter. And also because I did forget to mention him in the intro, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, VP of Safety and HR, Jason Eisenman, stopping by today uh, to chat with the guys from Integrated Care. Also want to say a big thanks to Dr. Mark Manera, or as I know him, just Mark. Uh, he's from Offshift, and they are doing some phenomenal things, helping out drivers, trying to keep them healthy and prevent disease out there on the road. You can check them out over at offshift.ai. And of course, if you want to check out more about integrated care, head over to integratedcarellc.com. Uh, plenty of information there. And of course, hats off to Alex Shevchuk, my guy, uh, making my mouth water with that recipe and then absolutely melting my heart into a puddle when he told us the story about his daughter getting engaged. Uh, I am a huge sucker for special engagements like that, surprise engagements. Um, you know, it's really cool when somebody gets engaged to the love of their life in any fashion, even if it's like a, you know, a Jim Halpert in the office thing where you just end up asking at the time because that time seemed right or you set up some big elaborate scheme. I, for one, uh, set up a, well, I was, I didn't set this up. We were having family pictures taken and I thought, man, I really want to propose to this lady that I now call my wife 10 years later. How should I do it? Hey, light bulb, professional photographer already on the scene. Let's just wait until Ashley and I are getting our uh, individual pictures taken. I'll take out the ring and pop the question. Uh, I have those memories forever. So I, I thought it was very special of Alex to share the story of his daughter getting engaged with us. And a big shout out to him for doing so. And uh, also, get in touch with that guy. You want some of his recipes? I know because of all the text messages that he sent me, uh, he's willing to share. And it will only help you get along a little bit healthier and feel a little bit better at the end of the week because you'll have some extra money in your pocket and you'll also have some really damn good food to dine on. Uh, that's what makes this podcast. We get help from all over the place. And uh, all we want to do is get more good information out to you, Liquid Drivers, and anyone else that's listening out there. Uh, so thanks again for being a listener of this podcast. Make sure to click that subscribe button, and anytime you see something shared on social media that has anything to do with the Liquid Trucking Podcast, you can comment in the comment sections, and uh, somebody here, and maybe even your boy, will get back to you as soon as we can. And don't forget to check out liquidtrucking.com and click that Learn More button where you see my big dumb face on the website. Uh, that'll get you to all the episodes, short bios on the people that we've had on the show and uh, where you can contact them and find other resources as well. That does it for me. I'm out of here. We'll see you next week for episode 16 of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and being the gold standard of drivers on the road. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and tune in next week for another episode of the Liquid Trucking Podcast.